0: Is it time for term limits? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Happy Thursday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Learn more at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash Stratus IP. So... Let's dig into the topic of conversation today, which just happens to be a topic that is one passion project of a certain member who is running for Congress, and that is one Michael Corbin, who is joining us here on The Brian Nickel Show. Michael, thanks for joining
1: us. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate you having me and uh, your enthusiasm, um, but yet, you know, uh, term limits are something that are uh, near and dear to me. I-, I think to a lot of Americans, I think, you know, it- it's a problem, a systemic problem um, that needs to be solved. Uh, will it ever be solved? Um, it's going to be tough to get it passed because you're asking people to essentially fire or themselves <laughs> <laughs> or limit themselves, but it, it's an issue. Um, and the more the more attention and and, and awareness we can raise, uh, the better. Absolutely. Well, here, let's dig more into that topic. But first,
0: before we get there, do us a favor, introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience and while you're running for Congress down in Georgia 7th,
1: Yes, yeah, so uh I ran in 2022, uh nearly lost in a uh, primary runoff which, you know, in in the state of Georgia we've become notorious for runoffs. Um that's a that's another passion um, that I have right now uh working towards trying to get legislation passed to end the runoffs or at least limit uh, eliminate the the 50 plus 1 uh, rule now to uh to ensure that a runoff doesn't happen. But um running in my district, a district that is near and dear to me, I've lived in for over twenty uh some odd years uh here in the state of Georgia. Uh it's a district that is one that uh after redistricting in, in 2022 became more challenging for the Republicans. Uh so it is leaning more towards the the Democrat side. And at this time, you know, we we did lose uh in the the general election in 2022, unfortunately by a larger margin than, uh, we should have. And one of that, uh, one of the major reasons was the, the, the candidate that we put out there, um, which is another passion of mine in terms of, are we putting the right candidates out in the right districts to be the most competitive and the most strategic, or are we just trying to put the best candidate out there that placates, um, the people of, of of dc or the the farthest right-wing people out there
0: yep well you heard it here in the intro what do we focus here on the brian Nichols show meeting people where they're at on the issues they care about that's what wins right so yep. i know term limits wins and you're obviously bringing this to the the forefront of a major major issue that a lot of folks are trying to see hey is this something we can actually get into action so do you see the the term limits as a viable means to actually get into play sometime here in the near future
1: what I would see is legislation being passed. Is I'm not gonna say it's impossible. It's tough, right? Because you're asking people right now. Um, most of the people I would say in Congress or you know in, in the Senate are not in favor of it, right? Because they don't want to term limit themselves. Uh, they see it as a way uh, to position themselves as a as a career politician. Now, what the public needs to understand is you need to vote for. Uh, and really pick out those candidates that are running that really despise term limits, and that at the core fundamental know that it is destroying our country because we have career politicians that come in, you know, as you know regular citizens and leave as you know multimillionaires, and that has to stop. There's too many interests that are tied together that don't match up with the constituencies that they actually represent so it's got to start with awareness within the public that you need to go after candidates that don't see this as a i'm going to be here for 20 years they see this as i'm going to be here for six eight years and that's max and i'm out i've done my service i've done what i needed to do for my country and that's how i see this role uh, so the more that people understand that and vote for those type of people, organically you're going to start to have more of that makeup in in the uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate, and it'll be more likely that people are not overrunning their terms. Um, it passing a legislation probably probably a good twenty years out, if not more, because that organic um, process is going to have to take place first.
0: Yep, understood. Well, uh, thank you for leading the fight, right? We, and I think we need more folks in, in Congress, or at least folks folks running for Congress, to raise this up as an issue. So encourage your Congress folk to get out there and uh, actually have this conversation about term limits. And let's talk about some other stuff I know you're raising up on the uh, the, the trail, and that is uh, one of immigration, but also of border security and all the unintended consequences thereafter. Talk to us about that and what the Georgian voters are, are saying in response
1: to the your your argument as you bring that to the table. Yeah, you know, the the immigration has become a huge problem, right? You know, it, it's it, our borders are flooded. To me, the, the biggest thing is national security. Um, you know, as we're already seeing, I think in the past two months, it was somewhere around 900 um, Chinese immigrants that are coming across foreign nationals that we don't know what their business is that, you know, they're trying to uh, to accomplish over here. And we already know how those relations are going with China as it stands right now. So terrorists you know, sex trafficking, you know, drug trafficking, all of, all of those things are what most people worry about. Um, and they're just coming in, right. There's no vetting process. We're not supporting, uh, the border agents at the border. Um, we just need to go back to what worked and that was the remain in, in, in Mexico policy. Uh, we have to stop the bleeding and we have to put a put a process in place that was already there that was working to limit this. Um, there's chaos and people like to create chaos because crea- chaos, creates the ability to, you know, manipulate the, the politics of, of elections. And, and that's what, you know, the Democrats are doing. Um, so it's really just them turning a blind eye to immigration, uh, not really caring about it. Uh, it's sad honestly, cause there's a lot of, You know, immigrants that are coming across that are, you know, human beings that are being treated, you know, like animals being shipped off to different cities and becoming really just a political pawn um, for the Democrats for the most part.
0: It's like uh, when you see the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company who they create the heart drug that causes heart attacks. Right. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Um, another thing that doesn't make sense is our companies or our company, <laughs> you can tell I've been in a sales role today. Um, <laughs> in our, our, our our, cult, our, our GC so got me now country. There we go. Countries infrastructure. Get that right, Brian. Um, and we say this right now with what just happened up in Ohio, right? In a new Palestine, where we had this trail derail, uh, derailment and with the train derailing, we have all this toxic fumes being pumped into the environment. And now we have ginormous question marks for the long-term unintended consequences implications there so obviously this is something that's a you know big red flag our our country's infrastructure is crumbling and this is a main result of this and we see train derailments now it seems across the country on a daily occurrence so what would you say is the the response when it comes to dealing with our our crumbling infrastructure and now a word from our sponsors e-a-b-l-e-s Ebels. remember that name, because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. Ebles is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs, and yours truly can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels Having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain, that is, until Ebles. And right now, Ebles is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols show audience on all orders all you have to do is head to EBLS.com and use promo code tbns that's it discount applied again the code is tbns at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality cbd on the market one more time that is code tbns at
1: checkout we do have to invest in it uh i mean that that is something that you know has to take place uh, we also have to hold people accountable. Um, you know, when these accidents do happen, and we have to provide transparency, and that's not that's not what's happening right now um, in Ohio, um, in East Palestine. It's it's sad. Um, you know, I'm actually I'm I'm lived in Georgia since you know early 90s, 1992. Uh, but I actually grew up in Ohio, not too far from, um, where that, that train derailment took place, but it's going to devastate that community. I don't know if people are going to be able to live there anymore. If I live there, I'd want to sell my house and get out of there. I don't want my kids drinking that water. I don't want them to be exposed to the air. Um, there's just a myriad of things that can happen, but you know, just like so many things that have happened within the Biden administration, there is no, you know, credible reaction or transparency to how we're actually going to solve this problem. Um, you know, are we investing in infrastructure? You know, I know Biden touted that you know in a major way in, in you know his his um, fairy tale uh, State of the Union uh, speech. But you know, it, it's one of those things where it's been ignored. Um, but also, we have to look at the private sector and those that run the railways and make sure that they're following the the, the proper safety procedures. In this instance, you know, I think it's still too early to tell, and I'm not. Uh, a lawyer and I'm not going to dive into that, but, you know, I think there are also some safety precautions that could have taken place with that specific train that weren't. Um, and, you know, it, it leads to these sort of things, but I mean, you and I, I mean, I, I was actually talking about this with my wife, you know, over the summer, there's, you know, through Norcross, Georgia, there, you know, trains, you know, run down through the, there's a park and we were walking along the train tracks and I, we're just both looking at each other in just amazement that, you know, these massive, massive trains tons and tons of material actually can still ride on these railways i mean they're they're so old looking and you look at some of the other european countries and asian countries and their railways night and day night and day so it's been avoided for way too long it carries too much of our supplies um throughout our country that we rely on and when something like this happens you know it just you know adds fuel to the to the fire right so um and no pun intended there (laughs) It, I mean, no pun intended. It, it it is a horrible, horrible incident that that happened there. And I like I said, I don't know if that that city's ever gonna recover and be the, the same.
0: Yeah, well I saw a video on Twitter and it showed a train uh, driving driving going through... What do trains do? The trains drive? I don't know. It was navigating. They move. They move. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they just locomotive uh, lo- they, they, they are locomotives, so I guess they, yeah. uh, they, they do that. Um, but they, they were going from Ohio to Pennsylvania or vice versa, and the, the train track, it just it looks like... Oh man, it just looks, it, it looks like somebody just took a line and it's probably me drawing a line, just like, uh, and it it was so wavy. It's like, this is what's transporting our, our, you know, infrastructure across the, the country. And this is our very toxic stuff that's going across this and supposed to be considered safe. What? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a big red flag. And I guess this also goes to another big red flag that a lot of us are seeing right now. And that is what's happening with the, the war over in Ukraine. And you saw with the Nordstrom pipeline being just inexplicably blown up. Um, that just happened. But also, you know, look at the United States now raising questions and concerns about energy independence. So what's the solution there for Americans? Do we have a solution for energy independence?
1: Uh, not under the current administration. No, um, it's going to take a complete overhaul, and hopefully that happens in 2024. I think it will. Uh, but there is no um path right now. I mean, everything is going towards renewables, and I think in you know as we look towards the future, that's great. But if you don't have the infrastructure in place to support the renewables and and you don't have products and services that you know are affordable to you know the a- everyday american citizen uh it, it doesn't work right so you know there's been a lot of lies uh, in in covering up you know what's going on in the oil industry a lot of finger pointing to the the oil and gas companies of you know taking advantage of the situation with the consumers and the gas prices and you know i don't don't believe that i don't buy that you know it's all related to the biden policies day one with shutting down the keystone pipeline with his posture towards you know the fossil fuel industry and it's put them on edge um so i don't think they're doing it to you know hurt the american citizens it's they're they're in protect mode right and they don't know what's coming from the biden administration
0: Alrighty, I want to talk about education, because you talk about the future of America, it starts with our kids. And we see this right now, a lot of parents over the past three years really woke up in terms of what their kids were learning behind the scenes, because it was now... Right there, dead center in the kitchen. They got to see it on their kids' laptops when they were bringing all their uh, schooling right home. And a lot of the parents said, wait, this is what you're being taught in school? And it wasn't really stuff that they should be being taught in school or just being taught in general because they're kids. So this led to a big revolt from the, the parental... Uh, Movement across the country. And I guess, you know, we look where we are in 2023. Our good buddy Corey DeAngelis, he's going across making waves in the school choice movement. What are your thoughts? Do you think school choice is the right way or should we try to salvage what we can with our old public education system?
1: I think school choice is the way forward. Um, How quickly that happens, I don't know. It's going to be a state by state. Um, sort of domino effect, and you know, I was actually at an event where where he was speaking. Um, I work with Jake Evans. He ran in the uh, Georgia six just this past uh, uh, election cycle, um, and I'm part of his group, uh, Trailblazers Rising, and and we are for that. You know, school education and school choice. Uh, we we have to be able to put pressure back on the public school system, and if there's not a credible threat that you know our 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 taxpayers' dollars can follow our children to a school that's going to be better suited for them, then they're just going to build brick-and-mortar schools and teach what they want to teach, and the standards will continue to go down and down. So if you don't apply that outside pressure, they're not going to be held accountable, and we're just going to see more of the same.
0: All right, Michael. So with that being said, we are going towards the tail end of the episode, and we like to do that with a little thing we call final thoughts, and I'll kick things off, right? And I think you're speaking to more of what we need to see in the GOP, right? That is someone who's willing to not only stand up and fight the good fight, but continue to fight the good fight, even when you've gotten kicked and knocked down, right? And I think it's more imperative for us as a greater, as a, what, liberty movement, shall we say, to support people who not only are leading by example, but also let's go ahead and support them by helping with dollar, you know, fundraising dollars, helping by volunteering or donating your time, but also by helping supporting them at Election Day. That's the most important thing. When you look at voter turnout, it's abysmal, and I think it's it's on us to get people to actually go out and vote, right? And we can have a debate about you know does it work? Is it worth our time? It is worth our time. It's not a debate in my end. You need to go out and and make the change if you want to see things get better. So that's my final thoughts for today. What do you have for us today?
1: Yeah, I I would say that you know in the state of Georgia as well, and I I know we talked earlier on the show. we got to get rid of runoffs. Um, you know, I, I would say the turnout was okay for a midterm election in my last cycle. Um, my 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 uh, race was unusual. Let's just say that. So I won forty one point two percent of the vote out of forty five thousand that came out, and had to go to a runoff. Still, um, the next leading candidate was around like twenty four percent, and he beat me in the runoff because the runoffs had a seventy four percent drop off. And I was pretty much smoked out by the local GOP, but being the candidate of choice actually for the constituency at large, it, um, you know, w- was kind of runoff. So I'm back because people, you know, voted for me, um, it, you know, wanted my message. Uh, but unfortunately, because of the runoff system, the lack thereof about the education of it, and just you know, awareness, which is all on the candidates to bring that awareness. Uh, led to obviously me not being the the nominee so i'm looking forward to going back this time being the nominee um and putting it to lucy mcbath and taking back the seventh district
0: all right folks so there is uh your call to action today if you're down in georgia seventh district please go ahead check out michael and his campaign and of course michael we want folks to go ahead and continue the conversation so where can they go ahead find you and also where can they go ahead and support your campaign
1: Yeah. uh, You can go on to uh, my website, which is Corbin, uh, the number four Congress. Um, So a lot of information there. Uh, Twitter handle is at Corbin for Congress. That's the best place to go to catch me on uh, social media. Um, So those are the two best places. Alrighty, well, we'll make sure we include all
0: those links down there in the show notes. And by the way, folks, if you're joining us here on the podcast version of the show, which I know 99% of you are, well, you're missing out on so much, including our video content of the show, which is available on YouTube, but also on Rumble and on Odyssey, wherever it is you consume your video content, just do me a favor, hit the subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. And uh, for example, yesterday I sat down and I told libertarians, because we have a lot of libertarians here in our audience, how to actually sell to conservatives. If you want to go ahead and learn how I said we could do that and also how it's actually a lot easier than you think it might be, go ahead and check out yesterday's episode. That link will show up right here. Otherwise, you can go ahead and check us out over at briannickleshow.com. Find the entire transcript of today's episode. Plus, you can find all of Michael's links and all 684 other episodes of the program. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Michael Corbin. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannickelshowcom forward slash support.